Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. International News Review. All right, time to start with our international news review segment. Steve Oaken joining us as he often does. Steve, we're going we're gonna to finish up with your comments on the restaurant debacle. But first, we've got lots of other things to talk about. Yeah, I'll just jump in and say, Steve, you are a high-end guest, but we're only giving you five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Should we limit the time of our international news review guest? Well, I'm just saying. You know, it's a possibility. It, it certainly is. All right. Joe Biden signed a sweeping yeah. executive order to promote competition in the U.S. economy. Uh, some people are saying this is a good thing, Steve. Some people are saying over government overreach. Uh, where are we at? What exactly was this executive order saying? I, this is really, you know, a big shift and would be a, a, a tremendous shift from the United States. And it really started, you know, with when Ronald Reagan came in as president and Ronald Reagan said, you know, the era of big government is over and we're going to stop government regulation and we're going to open up uh, the economy by by not overseeing business and really giving them a free hand. And that philosophy has been the philosophy of the United States, you know, to a lesser degree, maybe under President Clinton or President Obama. But Republican, Democrat, we've really had this shift since Reagan. And Joe Biden has, has come out yesterday saying that era is over. And the customers have, have been harmed by it. Consumers have been harmed by it. Um, and we're going to change it. And we're going to change it throughout the entire economy. We're going to change it when it comes to tech. We're going to change it when it comes to travel. We're going to change it when it comes to the relationship between business and labor. So it's a huge shift. Now, it's an executive order. Some things you can do. Some things he wants to do he can't without legislative changes. But it's big. Well, I mean, he's doing it now, Steve. Why now? And what are the potential repercussions of it? Well, I, I mean, the potential repercussions are are major for the economy if it if it goes through. Some of it is will definitely go through, and it's you know you could see how, how you know how major is this. So, for example, right now, I'll go back to my old regulatory agency, the Department of Transportation. Right, the DOT is going to issue a rule that says if an airline takes a fee, and they all do now, of course, literally billions of dollars a year, if the airline takes a fee for carrying your bags from point A to point B, and they don't get it, your bag there in a timely manner, they have to refund the fee. They don't have to do that right now, and the, airline, and the customer has no recourse against, against the airline for them charging a fee and not delivering. So now the government is coming in saying we're going to protect passengers that way. Obviously, it's small, but it shows the mindset of the shift of taking power away from the, the business and giving it to the hands of the consumer. There could be some huge changes when it comes to tech. So, for example, if a company like Facebook is going to buy a new startup like WhatsApp, the government can come in and say, no, we're not going to allow that because that's ultimately going to be bad for competition. So it's a whole change in mindset of the Steve, government. Steve, don't, we already, have, don't have, we already have anti-competition rules uh, like that, that that could be implemented? I mean, deals, all those kinds of deals are always looked at anyway, right, by the FTC and others. Um, is, this a, is this another layer of regulation that, that further makes big government even bigger? No, it, it, look, it's, it, 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 it's, it's a recognition that the laws that were drafted is certainly when it comes to antitrust. They were drafted for the railroads. They were drafted for the oil companies. They were not drafted for, for tech. And, and how you look at 
competition and how you look at monopolies when it comes to an airline versus a railroad versus Facebook or Google are totally different. The laws don't apply. And in fact, there was a a recent lawsuit against Facebook um, and the judge said, sorry, the laws don't apply to Facebook in the way the Justice Department what was trying to apply them or the way the government was trying to apply them. So it, it doesn't work, Len. And the question is, what new paradigm do we need in the 21st century relying on laws that were written to, to, for competition over 100 years ago? Steve, is this something the president genuinely believes in or is there political mileage to be gained from this? No, no. I mean, I think this is what he truly believes in. He believes that we need to have greater competition. Um, so, for example, another another law that would would go into effect is right now you have all of these non competes. So, when a when a you know a manager or an executive joins a company, the company says you have to you, you have to sign a non compete agreement, and if we you know, if you leave, you can't go work for a competition for another year. And every business, you know, does this now. And that's not good for competition. Now, you can't take trade secrets with you from one, from one, you know, from your previous employer to your new employer. But why is it that companies should be able to restrict movement when it comes to their to their managers? They, they And that is a different mind shift. So, you know, this is really what, you know, President Biden believes. And look, Personnel is policy. Look at the people he's bringing into the Justice Department, the FTC and the White House. This is a real shift from where we've been as a country going back to Ronald Reagan. Now, just finally, Steve, it is an executive order. So the next president that came in, if it was not a Democrat, could easily just scrap it. Right. And we'd be right back to what happened with when Biden came into a whole bunch of Trump's executive orders. It's not lasting. Why not just put it in the legislation, make it a law? He's got the probably has the votes in in Congress, right? Well, I, I mean, he's he's got other priorities in in the Congress right now. But you're right, Glenn. Some of this is it can get undone from one administration to another. The same as Congress can can change can change laws, but laws would be much more uh, important in terms of of long term reach. So some of this will have to get done legislatively. But when you have the authority. For, you know, something like net neutrality when it comes to broadband and when you say to broadband providers, you can't discriminate uh, or, or benefit one company or another. So one company gets higher speed on your network and the other doesn't. You're not allowed to do that. On, and you can do that through through, you know, through regulation. You don't need legislation to do that. So by all means, do what you can do uh, through the executive branch. But also you have to have legislative change. All right, let's move on. Uh, Former President uh, Trump is announcing that he's suing Facebook, Twitter and Google and their respective CEOs, uh, saying that um, they don't have the right to ban him from their platforms. First Amendment. First Amendment is on his side. Uh, Most political uh, or legal scholars are saying uh, this is not going to fly. What do we know so far? Okay, well, a couple points. First, the First Amendment says that Congress shall make no law that abridges the right of, of, of free speech you know, or, or freedom of the press. It doesn't say businesses shall make no policy when it comes to free speech. So there is no chance that, that the First Amendment requires Twitter and Facebook and YouTube to give access to Donald Trump. So the lawsuit uh, is going nowhere. Now, immediately after 
Trump filed the lawsuit, he started fundraising. He sent out fundraising emails and fundraising texts to make money off of this off, off, off of this lawsuit that is going nowhere. It doesn't mean that there's not a legitimate debate about the power that that our social media companies have in the United States. There is a legitimate debate about that. But right. to say you have a First Amendment right to be on Twitter is is is, you know, constitutionally uh, ridiculous. Well, I'm just thinking, Steve. Steve has been quite critical of Donald Trump on this show. If, if President Trump sues Money FM, our profile will go through the roof, Glenn. Absolutely through the roof. So I'm all for it. And but Steve's on, Twitter following will... Can will, you imagine? You know, times what, 100? I mean, oh, it'd be great. Yes. <laughs> on a serious note, Steve, you rightly mentioned there, he's already out with the, the begging bowl. The fundraising has started. How seriously do we take this? And is this just political grandstanding for his base? Oh, no, it's absolutely political grandstanding to his base. And what's interesting is that there was another, it wasn't a lawsuit, but in, in the state of Virginia, um, where my, my former professor uh, and mentor at, at the University of Virginia, Larry Sabato, is also very critical of President Trump on Twitter, the Virginia State Republican Party asked the University of Virginia to investigate Professor Sabato because of his mean tweets against uh, <laughs> Donald Trump. So on the one hand, you've got the Republicans saying, you have to keep us on Twitter. And then on the other hand, you have a state Republican Party saying, take Professor Sabato off of Twitter because he's being too partisan. I mean, this is not the way free speech works in the United States. You have the right as a business uh, to your own free speech rules. You have a right as a professor or as a commentator or as a radio host to say whatever you want when it comes uh, to politics in the United States. Now, to be just to be clear, though, the First Amendment really uh, uh, it is in effect for, gov- for government, right? Government agencies or the, the, uh, the political uh, workings of the country. That's where the government cannot keep people from saying things. Is that correct? Right, no, exactly. Now, the First Amendment business. applies... Now, private businesses can it, again. This goes to it, it gets not all speech, right? It's it's the whole you know famous. You can't you know shout fire in a, in sure, a crowded sure. theater, yeah. right? That's not protected under the First Amendment. A, a, a state or a government can can pass a law not allowing that. It, it gets to political speech, and it's, it's political speech that is protected that the government cannot inhibit your right to that. It doesn't apply uh, to businesses, right. and, and it is very critical in the United States that we protect. Uh, free speech. I saw one um, uh, one reaction to this saying that not only will this fail, this lawsuit by Trump against the, the guys, but there's a good chance that the judge could even sanction the attorneys who brought this as a frivolous suit. Uh, too early to tell, and you know, time will tell what happens with that. What would you think? Do you, do you think there's a possibility of that? Well, Trump will make so much money off of his texts and emails fundraising off of this. He'll just pay the fines for the attorneys if that happens and have enough left over uh, to go to a meal where he can spend more than 90 minutes at Mar-a-Lago <laughs> having lobster. <laughs> I wonder Absolutely. if, if he—I'm he, sure he doesn't limit himself at Mar-a-Lago, does he? Or on what he eats. <laughs> he doesn't limit himself at the buffet table either. All right, we're going to get to that in just a minute, Steve. But first— <laughs> But first, a sad moment for some uh, for some uh, gearheads, some motorheads. Lamborghini and Lotus have unveiled their last gasoline-only supercars. First world problems, to oh, be sure. Yeah. To be sure. But it is an interesting moment in motoring history when you've got 
a company like Lamborghini saying, we're getting off, you know, we're going to go to hybrids or electric cars? And I am, I am not one of those car people, but, you know, I, I saw the price of these were $500,000 uh, in the U.S. Per car. So, it's a million five here. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> so you talk about first first world problems. Um, Absolutely. But I, I think I think, Glenn, this is this highlights how fast the world is moving when it comes to environmental mm-hmm. sustainability, all the things that we need to do when it comes to, to addressing uh, climate you know, the climate, the, the climate disaster um, that, that we're all starting to face. And so this is just another example where you have to change everything because of the way our planet um, is warming right now. Uh, and if it's going to be the most high-end uh, sports cars, it's going to be everything. I think it's a – I'm not a sports car fan at all. I'm with Steve on this 100%. But it is It is a, a conscious mind shift that's happening. I was at a hawker centre yesterday, and I just noticed a menu on a Western food stall, and it had an impossible burger mm. in a hawker centre. <laughs> that would have been unthinkable a year ago. Mm. I looked. It wasn't an impossible burger. <laughs> it was just a potato <laughs> pate. But So there were, some in, there were some infringement issues there with copyright. But this idea that whether it's plant-based foods or hybrid Carl, Steve, it's picking up momentum, isn't it? It really is picking up momentum in what would consider, be traditionally considered to be quite conservative elements of society and culture. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing is that it, it used to be, certainly in the United States, it used to be that, you know, the Democrats were, were pro-regulation yeah. uh, when it came to climate change and the Republicans were not. Now, you, this is not a partisan issue. I mean, this is a, a, an issue facing all of us equally. Um, and so there is a real mindset now. And, you know, I, I you know, and the when it comes, I think it was an engineer, Ramandra Lotus said, you know, a sports car does not have to have an exhaust to be a sports car. Right. A burger does not have to have meat to be a burger. Uh, It is going to be a huge change across all businesses. And it's going to be led, you know, by by people younger than us who are going to demand um, that that what they consume is going to be much more sustainable. Well, several other uh, supercar makers, Ferrari, McLaren. I mean, these are top, top brands, as we all know. Mm. Uh, They are also announcing that they'll be going to hybrid uh, some hybrid models in the future. And the reason I think it's interesting, though, is because, you know, typically these super high end, super performance makers test out technology before everybody else. You know, turbochargers, for example, um, you know, 100 years ago were only on the, the latest racing automobiles, uh, you know, in the early 1900s. And now they're on every car, basically, in some yeah. form or another. So these are the guys that drive technology, that drive, um, no pun intended, uh, the way that the that the cars develop in many ways. Now, that might not filter down to regular cars for years, but they are at the at the kind of the bleeding edge of of uh, putting that technology in place. So for Lamborghini to say we're not going to do any more gasoline powered cars when that's what they have sold a billion cars on, not a billion, a bunch of cars on. That that I think is a really important thing. Well, I think that's and I think Glenn, that's right. That they're, they're they're saying you know we didn't sell cars on 
a gasoline power engine. We, we sold cars on performance. We sold cars right. on, you know, on looks. We sold cars. Yeah, you, weren't, um, you weren't worried about paying to fill, to fill the gas tank if you own a Lamborghini, right? <laughs> and so that's everybody's going to have to have that new mindset in it, it, knowing you're right. I mean, it starts with these types of, of products. But then, you know, pretty soon Ford's going to be all isn't going to sell any more gas powered vehicles. Mm-hmm. And Toyota's going to follow. It, it's, it's, it's all going that direction. Yeah. Now, Steve, you're in a restaurant. You've spent $200, as you do at every meal, and, <laughs> and the waiter is standing at your shoulder doing this 90 minutes. How quickly before you punch him? <laughs> you know, here's, I'm not going to those restaurants. And, and I, I, you know, Paige and I went once, uh, and, you know, we, we, we got in. This was a couple weeks ago. And, and you know, you get in, so you got 90 minutes, and then you're, and then you're out. And so now you're you're getting into this mind shift. Okay, okay. So I've got ten minutes to look at the at the menu. Then I've got ten minutes to order. You know, I got ten minutes for my drink to come, and then oh, I get fifteen minutes for the first course. And if I have thirty minutes for the second, how much does that leave for dessert? That's not the experience you're there for. You're not there to be on a clock. Um, and so I get why the restaurants are doing it, um, but I can also get why I'm not going to go. Uh, if 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 a restaurant is going to do that, I mean it. It is not the whole experience. If you, if I'm going there to get food, well, then you know you go to a Hawker Center or you can go to any number of other restaurants. You can eat at home. Um, I hate it. I'm, I'm actually coming around to Steve's point of view, which really annoys me because when I came in this morning, I was like working class hero, you know, Bob Dylan, John Lennon, the Karl Marx. I was there. No, no, no. First world whining. Da, 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 da. But the more I think about it, it's why should it be such a is a point. Why should it be such a one sided relationship in fate weighted towards the restaurateur? Meaning coming back to my earlier point, you're the one waiting for the meal. Right. And because a lot of these restaurants are prioritizing food deliveries, which are making you wait even longer for that meal, Mm -hmm. then if you're going to impose a clock on the diner, then the diner has every right to impose a clock on the restaurant tour. You say 90 minutes. I want my first course by this time. I want my second course by that time. Or I'm not paying the full bill. How does that go? Neil Humphreys is getting wild, uh, wired up here. Neil, this is exactly what should go into Joe Biden's executive order. We need to have a new section. Yeah. It says, as a, as a consumer, I get my food in X amount of time if you're going to kick me out of here at 90 yeah. I want a Let's clipboard. I want a clipboard when I walk in and I want to tick my course times. 7.15, 7.30, 7.45. Let's get going. Come on. And then, and then, you know, and then what happens if you go to the bathroom and then there's a line That's to get exactly to the bathroom? Said, because, yeah. yeah. Do you get your extra five only, minutes? You know, <laughs> right. Do we, do we, you're right. Do we go into do we go into injury time? Yeah, what happens if I hurt myself? Have have a referee, I want a referee dressed in black <laughs> standing by the toilets who adds injury time, toilet time. You're to always going to get a red card to every diner. <laughs> yes, I'm going to give a yellow card to a restaurant tour. Uh, ten minutes late. Ten minutes late. No, I, 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 bet, I bet Neil. Glenn, I bet Neil's the kind of guy like he's in a restaurant and it's one of those, you know, where there's only, you know, one person, you know, uh, a a one person bathroom. He's knocking on the door after 30 seconds. (laughs) Yes, I'm looking under the gap. You're assuming I'm at a restaurant in the first place, so that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, It's likely to happen at some point. Anyway, Steve, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks, guys. International News Review. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.
or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.